Hello and welcome to the Football for Kids podcast with me, Darren Rees. This episode, we're going to be talking about football kits. But in particular, we're going to be talking about football tops, which are sometimes called football jerseys. Over the years, there have been some tremendous football kits. And if you listen to the episode on football boots, football kits have changed over time just like football boots have. But as always, before we get into this episode, it's time to do a few shout outs. You, the brilliant listeners of the Football for Kids podcast, have been in touch. And the first one is from Patrick. It says, hi, Darren. My name is Patrick. I'm seven years old and I play football for the Winston Hill Bears with my best mate, Jack, in Sydney, Australia. My favourite team is Liverpool and I love watching Virgil, Thiago and Mo. I also love playing FIFA on my Nintendo. Thank you for all the podcasts. I can't wait until the next one, Patrick. Well, thank you very much, Patrick. I really appreciate your message and I really appreciate you being a listener. So thank you very much. And the next one is from Leo, who's been listening to the podcast for a while. I've had a couple of messages from Leo. So thank you for being a listener, Leo. It says, Dear Darren, we love listening to your Football for Kids podcast. Please may we have an episode on Luka Modric because he was a superstar for all his clubs, especially Real Madrid. And that's from Leo from the Sutton Fundamental Football Academy. And he's finished his message with an ultra long Zoom. I think I've done it long enough. And the next one goes to a couple of big fans of the podcast and big football fans, Jed, who's age seven, and Fitz, who's age four. Jed is a huge Nottingham Forest fan, and his brother Fitz is a fan of Leighton Orient and PSG. I mean, that is quite a combination of football clubs. Thank you for being a fan of the podcast, and thank you for listening. And I've heard that you like the Christmas quiz as well. So maybe we'll start a monthly Football for Kids quiz for you to play along to. Thank you to everybody who's been in touch this week. If you'd like to send a message to give a shout out to your football team, your teammates, put a request in or whatever it is, you can ask an adult to send an email to footballforkidspodcast at gmail.com. Right then, let's get into this episode. The episode about football kits. Let's start with some of the basics. In football, there are laws of the game which you have to abide by. If you listened to the episode on referees, you would have heard lots about this. One of the laws of a game is about what players must wear. It's quite simple really. Players must wear a sleeve top, shorts, socks, shin pads and boots. Goalkeepers are actually allowed to wear tracksuit bottoms. Goalkeepers used to wear tracksuit bottoms quite a lot years ago, but it's a thing of the past now. As you may know, football has been played for a very, 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 very long time. Officially, it's reported that back in the late 1800s, when playing football, the teams would wear whatever they had clothing-wise. And in those days, they only had one set of clothes, or if they were lucky, they had a couple of sets. In most cases, in those days, the team would wear a sash over their shoulder or a band on their arm to identify which team that they were playing for. Sometimes, teams would wear caps on their heads to do this as well, because there was no such thing as football kits. Eventually, it became very common for one team to wear red and then the other team to wear blue. 
football tops or football jerseys started to become a thing then. Some of the football jerseys that were made at the time when teams had red or blue were made out of all sorts of different materials, including wool. I don't know if you've got a woolly jumper, but they're pretty warm. Can you imagine running around a pitch for 90 minutes in July with a woolly top on? Oh, it makes me hot just thinking about it. As time went by, different football tops started to be created and the designs of tops were created due to different reasons. Do you know what the Blackburn Rovers top looks like? It's half blue and half white. And the reason for that is, is because the people who created the club were educated at a place called Cambridge University, which is the same colours which Cambridge used. Also, did you know that the colours which we are so used to seeing our football teams wear now haven't always been the same? For example, Newcastle, who have the name the Magpies because of their black and white stripes, used to play in red and white and blue and white. Chelsea, who are famous for wearing blue and even sing a song about blue is the colour, used to wear green. Leeds United, who are famous for their white kits, used to wear black and white stripes like Newcastle. And get this, Liverpool used to wear blue and white kits and Everton used to wear red and white kits. Who would have thought? Did you know that the numbers that we see on the back of footballers' tops haven't always been a thing? This was something that started over a 100 years ago, but it didn't really take off as barely anyone was doing it. Then, there was a big FA Cup game between Everton and Manchester City in 1933. And one of the teams were given the numbers 1-11 to and the other team were given 12-22. to And a few years after that, numbers started to become a bit of a thing. And different numbers started to represent different positions on the pitch. Like goalkeepers have number 1 on their back and strikers have 10 or 11. When football tops first started out, they didn't have anything on them. They just had the club's logo. And then in the 1980s, football shirts started to have what is called sponsors on their tops. This is where a company or a brand paid a football club money to advertise their company on their tops. For example, these days, Manchester United have Adidas tops with Team Viewer on them and Chelsea have Nike tops with the number three on it. When this first started happening, the TV people wouldn't show any football on the TV with teams who had sponsors on their tops, but eventually they gave in and they allowed it. Some clubs have had some very interesting sponsors on their tops. AC Milan, one of the top Italian teams, were once sponsored by a company who sold jeans, and their name was Poo Jeans. So AC Milan had in big bold letters on the front of their tops, Ooh, lovely. Football shirts are not very cheap and the club sells a lot of them each season. Last year, in the year of 2022, the biggest selling football top across the planet was the Manchester United top. Manchester United Football Club sold 3.2 million football tops last year and the most requested name on the back was who? Can you guess it? Of course, it was Cristiano Ronaldo. The second most sold top last year was the Real Madrid one. They sold 3.1 million tops. And the most popular name on the back of that was, can you guess it? 
it was Benzema. And the third most sold top, with 2.8 million sales, was the Bayern Munich top. These days, football shirts are lightweight, breathable, feel and look amazing. Football shirts have come a long way from those itchy woolly ones that they would wear in the 1800s. I hope that you've enjoyed listening and learning about football kits, but mainly football tops. And remember, if you know someone who loves football just as much as you do, then please tell them about Football for Kids. And whether you're playing football soon, watching it on the telly or pitch side, I hope that you enjoy the game. See you next time.